is listening to this. It's Barber Dr. Waylon Walker. I've made a horrible mistake. The heart, it was, it was my creation. After closing up the barbershop for the day, I had switched over into doctor mode and was researching a means to do away with heart conditions for good. But it went all wrong. I had filled a syringe with the substance harbored in the plasma pool, and I injected it into a human heart I had acquired. I expected the substance to make the heart stronger, but it reached an unsurmountable level of strength even I could not have foreseen. Upon administering the formula, the heart sprouted a large, blinking eye, and the heart began to grow in size, and even grew a pair of legs. I grabbed the sledgehammer, tried to stop it, tried to put an end to it right then and there, but just as I swung, the heart sprouted an arm. It intercepted my attack. I tried my hardest to hang on to the hammer, you have to believe me, but I couldn't keep a good grip on the weapon because one of my hands is a doctor's scalpel and the other hand is a pair of barber shears. It overpowered me. I was sure it was going to kill me, but it just stood there, staring at me, peering into my soul, and I stared back into that big eye of his. It was blackest eye, the devil's eye, but for some reason it spared me, but the same can't be said for so many other poor souls in town, you see, I, I'm to blame for all of this, I'm to blame for all the horrors that have befallen upon Dogsnout County, as a doctor it is my duty to uphold the Hippocratic Oath, to do no harm, and I have failed. I have failed everyone. I have failed myself. I have failed Dogsnout County. But most of all, I have failed you, Mr. Ronson. Greetings, listeners. As I'm sure you all know, today is Halloween. And it is an appropriately dark and stormy night here in Dogsnout County. Now, apparently folks seem to see our show as a horror podcast of sorts. I'm not sure why. I mean, we're just a happy little community of cannibals and mutants living pretty average, mundane lives. But all the same, I wouldn't want to disappoint, so I'd be remiss if I didn't put the hiatus on hiatus and hop on the old horn for the holiday of horror. Now, today's show ain't gonna follow the usual structure, what with weather and traffic reports and the like. Though, I do have some important news you're not gonna want to skip because your life just may depend on it. But, we'll get into that later. For today's little special, I'm gonna switch things up. I want to take a more fly-on-the-wall approach for today's show. Or rather, a subterranean humanoid locust person from the swarm on the wall approach to use dog snouty in nomenclature. I just want to give you a feel for how we celebrate Halloween in this here town. 
Gator Gary and I are setting up for our annual Halloween bash today, and since I was forced to slaughter all of my interns last season, it's just the two of us, and our hands are pretty well full. So what I did is I got me a little portable microphone I can clip on the strap of my overall so that I can take y'all with me as I meander around the studio. Special thanks to the student who came here to interview me for the college newspaper and for giving me the microphone. Well, I use the term give loosely. It was more like I took it, you know, after I caved his skull in with a cinder block. Anyways, I'm sure the biggest question on your mind is, what about trick-or-treating? Y'all got that in Dogsnout County? Well, of course we do. You know, contrary to popular belief, we ain't monsters here. We cherish our children, and we always dress them appropriately for the occasion. We ask the little kitties who they want to be for Halloween, and then we go out and find that person, remove their skin, and tailor it into a little suit to fit the child's body. Uh, speaking of which, I was just prepping some treats for the trick-or-treaters. I've got some dog snout favorites here. Got some candies with razor blades in them. Got some eye gumballs, which are just human eyeballs encased in old chewing gum. And of course, I threw in a Squatch Classic. I call them Ronson Sweet Tooths. What I do is I catch me some tourists and rip their teeth out with some pliers. Then I take those teeth and roll them in some sugar. The blood from the extraction process helps the sugar bond of the teeth real nice-like. It's basically my take on a jawbreaker. The kids just love them. And unlike quote-unquote jawbreakers, mine actually will break your jaw. So that's kind of fun. But of course, no candy bucket would be complete without my personal favorite. The Peace Day Resistance. Ladyfingers. And I don't mean the kind you get at a fancy Yankee restaurant. Hey, Gary? Yes, watch. Fetch me that girl, will ya? Sure thing, boss. Hold still. I, hold still. You keep squirming like that, and one lucky trick-or-treater might be getting a whole head in their bucket tonight. All right. Don't you move now. See, that wasn't so bad. All right, Gary, other hand. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to a special Halloween episode of the Backwoods Radio Show. Dogsnout County is in full swing as residents far and wide gather together to celebrate this unholy holiday. But trick-or-treaters beware. A heartless maniac is afoot, prowling the streets and slaughtering all those that cross his path. Perhaps heartless is the wrong word, as the monster in question is heart incarnate. By that I mean the killer terrorizing our town on this fateful evening is actually a giant sentient mutated human heart. And in case that's too ambiguous of a description for you, I've actually got a little police sketch of the subject in question right here. From what I can tell from this here drawing, the giant heart has one big old bloodshot peeper imbued with a cold dead stare that is sure to put chills down your spine. 
It's also got a pair of slimy, gangly legs that carry its body along from victim to victim, and it appears to have one long, bony arm which is dragging a bloody sledgehammer behind it. Not my first weapon of choice, too slow for my taste, but if you catch someone just right, you can do some serious damage there. On the upside, it only appears to have one arm, which means it can't grab you and bash your brains in at the same time. So as long as you're aware of your surroundings and staying on your toes, you just might be able to avoid its downswing. Not much is known about the creature at this point in time. Its only motivation appears to be to stay alive. And like any heart, it requires blood to keep on beating. And to quench that thirst, it is taken to slaughtering residents of Dogsnout County. We may not know where the heart came from or how it came to be, but one thing we can be certain of, this cold-hearted beast is out for blood. Oh, Christ, that gave me a spook. Looks like I've got my first trick-or-treaters of the night. And from the sound of it, they're starting to get impatient. So let me go get the door. All right, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, would you look at that? If it ain't a horde of rabid feral children from Hank's Child Farm. All right, easy now, easy now, kids. There's plenty to go around for everyone. Here's some eyeballs for you, some toenails for you, little girl, and here, take some lady fingers, buddy. Ah, no! Damn it, that's my finger! Now you let go of that. Open, open your mouth. You are... Gary, hand me that cattle prod. Oh, sure, Squatch. Here you go. Now go on, get. You kids behave yourselves now. Try not to butcher too many folks tonight. <laughs> kids, takes me back. See that, folks? Even the rabid feral children from Hank's Child Farm are joining in on the festivities. While most of the time they're kept in cages surrounded by bear traps with claymore mines inside of them, Hank thought he'd let them run free for the night. While that may concern some folks in town, given the rabid kid's reputation, you know, for eating people alive, but so long as you have your candy buckets stocked with some cold cuts fresh off the back of tourists, y'all should be fine. And for those of you who've chosen not to participate in the holiday, I highly suggest that you reconsider. While turning off your porch light may turn away some trick-or-treaters, that old tactic won't work so well with Hank's little hellions. In fact, if they come a-knocking on your door and you don't answer, I wouldn't put it past them to start slamming their heads against your window repeatedly until it cracks and shatters and then proceed with crawling into your home. And once they're in, you better hope you got some fresh meat in the fridge. Otherwise, the only fresh meat around will be, you guessed it, you and your loved ones. It's your call whether or not you want to participate in the holiday. I'm not here to impart my beliefs on any of y'all. But don't come crying to me when those little devils disembowel you and pluck your eyes from their sockets. Well, I guess if that happens, you wouldn't be able to come crying to me anyways on account of the fact that you wouldn't have any eyes. Actually, I, I, I guess you would be crying in a sense, as your brain matter would probably be draining from your open eye sockets. Does that count as crying? Does it have to be actual tears to be considered crying, or does any old liquid pouring from your eye sockets fit the bill? I don't know. I'm getting lost in the weeds here. Anyways, 
It's worth mentioning that Hank's rabid feral children ain't the only troublemakers you gotta be on lookout for. Nickel Smarts, the evil clown, always takes Halloween to the next level. While most kids spout the phrase trick or treat as a simple tradition prior to receiving candy, Nickel Smarts takes that old adage quite seriously. Now, when an adult man shows up on your doorstep covered in blood and wearing clown makeup and yells trick or treat, your natural inclination may be to withhold treats from him. And that's your prerogative. It's your candy and you can do with it as you please, but keep in mind, if you choose not to give Nickel Smarts a treat, then you got yourself a trick coming your way, buddy. Now, I know most folks aren't too spooked by Halloween pranks. Getting your house TP'd ain't the biggest deal, and having it egg, while much more of an inconvenience, still ain't the end of the world. But Nickel Smarts, he does things a bit different. His idea of egging your house is throwing those little plastic Easter eggs at it, only instead of filling the Easter eggs with pennies or little chocolates and whatnot, he fills them with feces. And ironically, his take on the harmless tradition of teepeeing is even worse than an actual legging. Instead of using toilet paper, he kinda puts a little creative twist on it by gutting you with a box cutter and strewing your intestines around your front yard. A bit intense, but it's all in good fun. Now, this is normally the part of the show where I turn you over to our favorite half-man, half-alligator mutant, Gator Gary, for the weather report, but Gary's actually indisposed right now. Because, as I mentioned before, yours truly is actually hosting a little Halloween extravaganza here at the studio tonight. What you working on, Gary? Well, Squatch, right now I'm working on getting the buffet table set up. Y'all are probably wondering what a Dog Snout County self-serve buffet looks like. Essentially, we just lay a fella down on an old card table and open up his chest cavity and folks can just pick and choose which organs they got a taste for. Hey, Squatch. Yeah, Gary? How much salt should I use? I'd say go easy on the salt. Sodium's bad for the human heart. Anyways, folks, I'm going to take a little break here to help Gary set up, but don't you go nowhere. We'll be right back in a jiffy. In the meantime, here's a little tune for you that I thought seemed appropriate for the occasion. This is Dance Like They Dance in Friday the 13th by Breakfast Monsters. I want to dance like they dance in Friday the 13th, part two. Before Jason comes and kills everyone, there's that swinging dancing tune. All the boys and the girls swimming naked by the boathouse. They have no idea what's going to come out. Cool college kids doing things in college. Cool college kids doing things in college. Campings more fun when you turn 21. It's better than being in Boy Scouts. You can drink alcohol. You can screw in the leaves by the trees and the breeze on a knees. I want to dance like they dance in Friday the 13th. Well, that should do it for the human limb chandelier. 
You need help with anything else, Gary? Uh, yeah, actually, could you get the punch ready? I'd be happy to oblige. Where'd you stash that drunkard we found stumbling through the woods? Uh, um, I think he's in the utility closet. Thanks, bud. This is actually a good opportunity to share one of Squatch's old Ronson family secrets with you fine listeners. Lots of folks, when they make punch, they pour some juice into a big old bowl and then they go about mixing in some alcohol, right? Now, the issue you run into when going down that route is it can be tricky to get the ratio just right. But that's where this little handy trick comes in. Whoa, whoa, easy now, easy. We got ourselves a feisty one here. Just tried to gouge my eye out with a wire coat hanger. Now calm down now, I ain't gonna hurt you. Looks like you could use a little hair of the dog. What do you say? Come on, this way. Let's head over to the punch bowl, huh? Right this way. There. It's empty. Not for long. You see, folks, with an alcoholic, their blood is basically already fermented. You open up their jugular, and you got yourself a fresh stream of booze cultivated right at the source. You don't get any more pure than that. And the best part is, the ratio is always spot on. And it's a versatile drink, too. You slice some peaches up and throw them in there, and you got yourself a nice sangria. Now, let's take a little taste. Pour a little bit in the chalice I made out of one of my intern's skulls. Let it breathe a little bit, slosh it around. Mmm. A bit on the strong side. Fella must have lived a tough life. Let me take another taste. I'm getting... Some subtle notes of unemployment and... Is that... A hint of divorce I smell? Caused by... The death of their child. What a shame. But I'll tell you what, tragedy sure does make for a good punch though. Strange not having a structure to the show. Almost don't know how to fill the dead air. You expecting a call, Gary? Not, not that I know of. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Bagman, is that you? Quit playing games. Who is this? Who was it? I, I don't know. Who's there? Hello? Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's just trick-or-treaters.
continue.